You're listening to Tottenstown. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Tottenstown Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. Um, training camp started yesterday, and so that's something exciting. We don't have to sit here and uh, come up with all kinds of different stuff to talk about. Really just picking for whatever we can find just to make some type of content. Uh, but before we get into the show, um, Tyler, go ahead and plug the merch uh, once again for another week. I mean, we're not just going to do this, you know, this week and then be done with it. No, guys, y'all need to go check out the merch. I got one of the new shirts right here. So, I mean, I can I can honestly speak on it. It's just as soft as like we were talking about last week. It's, I, I love it. it I, I love the new shirt. Your, your feeling of it right now. What What's your thoughts? I mean, it's like a cloud. And the, the logo looks good on it. Guys, if you want to check out our merch, we have... It's like a baby's bottom <laughs> right here next to me. We have several different that, items. That was, yeah, you, that was, you, you started making it a little well, bit you weird, know how, but Isn't that like a saying, soft as yes, a... Okay. It, yeah, it is. So I was just trying to speak to how soft the shirt is. Sorry. But if you want to go check out the shirts, possibly get them, hats, shorts, backpack, I mean, several other items, and we'll have more coming soon, go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections. It'll take you right to all of our products. You'll be able to check them out. And that'll be popping up on the screen for you if you're watching on YouTube so that you can you know make sure you go find it. And it'll also be linked down below in the description. You can carry your Titans Time shirt and shorts in your Titans Time backpack while wearing your Titans Time hat. And then the whatever else is on there. I can't exactly remember everything. There's, well, we, we got there's phone a cases lot on, on there. there um, and, which, honest review, guys, I also got the shorts. And I'll be sure to let you know. You know, because the men's shorts, we get the athletic shorts and the pockets. You know, my wife actually made a comment about this. We actually get to see what women go through a little bit because either their shorts don't have pockets or if they do, they're not that deep. These pockets are not that deep. If you have a newer iPhone, it's not going to fit in them (laughs) well. It's not going to fit in the pocket. These shorts, you know, they're good if you want to, you know, if you're going to be playing like basketball, not have your phone in your pocket. You know, if you're working out, sitting your phone down to the side, you know, they're really comfy. Steer clear of anything that involves having an object in your pocket. But again, they are really comfy. That's the only drawback I could find to them. All right. So uh, other than the merch, make sure that you're with us on social media. The ones that we're most active on, on Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, Titans time. And then also on Instagram, Titans time podcast. Let them know, Tyler, how they can support the show. Guys, besides going and checking out the merch, if you want to support the show, if you're listening to the audio pod, make sure whatever platform you're on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just go and click that follow or subscribe button. Leave us some reviews. Leave us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. For all of y'all watching on YouTube right now, just scroll down on your phone or on your desktop a little bit. If you see a red button that says subscribe, 
You're just, not being very inclusive of anyone that might have a tablet or any <laughs> other type of device. Well, any device that you're on. If you're watching us on YouTube. <clears throat> canceled. <laughs> scroll down. If that subscribe button is red, just hit it. Turn it gray. You'll see the little bell out to the side. Click that so you never miss when we upload a video. Leave us some likes on the video. Share the video. And go down and leave us some comments. We really appreciate it. And guys, we need more interaction. Come on. Training Camp is here. Let us know who you think the standouts are so far. What your thoughts are if you think maybe our defensive backs are in trouble. You know, which kind of foreshadowing a little bit, but not really. But... Hey, yeah, just let us know. All right, so speaking of, training camp is underway. And, I mean, basically, a lot of the stuff that you just, you know, named off and mentioned, we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, so, I mean, basically, just to get right into it, what has stood out to you more than anything so far um, throughout training camp, these first two days? A.J. Brown is our number one receiver. Okay. For sure. His... Does that happen to have anything to do with the felonies committed by Julio Jones? No. What, (laughs) (laughs) What that has to deal with is some of the knocks that people have had on A.J. Brown when he come into the league, everything else, is his route running could, you know, use some work. You know, it's not like he runs the crispest routes, anything like that. But if you watch... (laughs) Crispiest. But if you watch the videos that have been released on his route running and training camp so far much improved oh it looks amazing and you know they iron sharpens iron luckily and our defensive backs are going to be ready for this year you know just kind of swinging away from aj for a minute but our defensive backs have to go against julio jones and aj brown so they're going to get a very tough test in training camp practice. We've kind of mentioned this before, but A.J. Brown is just cooking like everybody. Janor, sorry, Jackrabbit Jenkins, that's how he's actually listed on the Titans roster is Jackrabbit. So got to make sure we get that right. But he cooked him on some routes. On a fade route, had an amazing one-hand catch. Then got him on a slant called it even threw in the little finger roll and then today going right back at guys and just destroying them i I don't know what else to say for i'm pretty sure that there's only been a handful of times i know janoris jenkins got the better of him on one route but i mean in proportion to how much how many routes they're running and how many times they're going against these guys i mean he's winning I would say you know, eight to nine times out of ten. He's winning these in one on one. You know, they're just they're doing their one on one drill. So yes, the corner Which is a hard drill for it, a defensive back. It really is. And I wanna I was gonna give them you know, throw that out there is that is a hard drill for defensive backs. But I mean, you can all this is your chance to prove, you know, other things. Like, okay, I don't have any help. You know, let me let me lock you down if I can, or do my best to keep you from catching the ball. And you know, it's something that's really good to help. I feel like make your defensive backs better. 
because they know, okay, I don't have that help that I can rely on. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that defensive backs that can excel at that drill are definitely guys that you can feel comfortable putting out there and leaving them on an island with I a mean, receiver. Just to throw this out there, which I know he went against, you know, not our top guys. He went against like Cam Batson, um, I think Racy McMath, and I can't remember the third one. But Breon Borders had. Three, I was going to mention, yeah. He had three straight pass breakups. Do you have the other guy that he went up against uh, anywhere? No, I don't, I don't think so. But anyway, so a drill where you know it's more set for the receiver to more than likely win, you know, Breon Borders with three straight pass breakups. And then we didn't get to see, you know, video of like the seven on sevens, everything like that. But apparently yesterday, Amani Hooker picked off Ryan Tannehill down in the red zone. And from what I was hearing about it, it would have been one of those where it could have possibly been a pick six because he drove on the ball, caught it in stride, and could have been gone unless Tannehill does one thing he's pretty good at, and that's chasing <laughs> down. down. So he had that. Then, that DK Metcalf. Right. Then Breon Borders yesterday had an interception in seven-on-seven seven where Deshaun Kaiser went to – try and throw the ball away across his body. From what I'm hearing, he should have, like, this should not have been a pass that he tried to throw, even to throw it away. And apparently, Breon Borders made a hell of a play to get the interception on that. So let's talk about the backup quarterback battle that's going on there. Um, Because Deshaun Kaiser, to me, was the favorite coming in in my opinion, to be to be the number two guy. Um, as these first two days, which has only been two days, mm-hmm. so there's not a whole lot to say there. But as these first two days have played out, there's been a couple of occurrences where he's made bad decisions like that. And then, I mean, other than that, I still don't know that he's just necessarily been that impressive, even when he's not making those mistakes. But Logan Woodside has had some things that you know you could be impressed about um he has been throwing some touchdown passes um he i think he threw one to mcmath um i think he might end up now this is just an early prediction but i believe he might end up edging out kaiser there for that backup quarterback position he very well could like you said it's the second day of camp though and Vrabel even said in his interview today that Kaiser and Woodside were going to, you know, they were kind of going to be flip-flopping. Yeah, they're going to they're going to battle for that number yeah, two spot. Sometimes, you know, one of them would be with the second team more than the third team, and then the next day it would be right the opposite where the other guy is with the second team more than he is the third team. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that battle. You could make the argument that there are still some other quarterbacks out there that I, I know you're not I'm, I'm on, over it. I'm over it. But – you could make that argument there's still some other quarterbacks out there that could be a better option for a backup quarterback. But we've mentioned Racy McMath a couple times, and his touchdown catch yesterday in the one-on-one drill, he went up, got the ball, 
used his size to his advantage to get better position. You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of people on Titans Twitter joking around about this because everyone was saying what's going to be the first thing that everyone overreacts about with training camp. And after he made that catch, people, oh, we have three number one receivers on this team. (laughs) And everything like that. So, but it was a great catch. He made a great play on the ball. And depending on how many receivers the Titans decide to keep on the roster, he might could be battling. He's a guy for for one of those spots. Who is going to be on the bubble, I think. Um not going to say that he's got a for sure spot on the roster because that's not the case for any of those guys down towards the bottom right now. But he's going to be one of those that I think is definitely going to be competitive for it. I mean, um, he's got the size, like you said, and he he's obviously showing that he can use that to his advantage. Um, one guy that I have not, and I don't know, I might just be missing something here. Uh, he might not be... Participate. I haven't seen his name. Uh, the Fitzpatrick rookie was rookie receiver. Des Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yes. He has been competing. He actually okay. had. I haven't a, seen anything he, about him. He ran a good route today. I can't remember who it was against, but you could hear the coaches in the background definitely getting onto this defensive back, telling him, you know, hey, told you nothing underneath, nothing under. And I mean, Des come up, broke out towards the pylon i mean it it looked to me like a good route obviously you get a more experienced corner in there he probably plays it better but he's been doing well too well that's definitely i mean something to be optimistic about because that's a guy that i felt like they might have you know reached a little bit for so for him to come in and have a strong performance in camp in my opinion is going to be huge um Really, not for anything other than just to make myself feel better about them <laughs> using the pick on him. But um, and Josh Reynolds. Oh yeah, he's, I mean we've been knowing this. I mean right. Josh Reynolds is going to be the best number three receiver in the NFL, and I don't, I don't feel like that is a reach. I don't feel like there's anyone that's going to even come close to his numbers as a number don't, three. Don't feel like it's biased any at all since? No, absolutely not. I'm the guy that's not biased. Eh. When? There, when? There's times. And there's when times. and about what there, have there's I There's times. There's times. You know that it's, <laughs> it is the, for anyone watching on the camera, you know that it's the left side of the table. You know that it's the left side of the table that the bias is always coming from. And that's you. That's your side, in case you didn't know, in case you were Look, having a hard time. I, I will say that I've been trying to get better about not being as biased and stepping back, looking at things. I think that Josh Reynolds is going to be really good. Best hey, in the league. No. <laughs> we have three number one receivers. Julio, AJ, and Josh Reynolds. So another guy, Elijah Molden. Today, some of his cut off his own mother (laughs) from from his phone. He said, "Mama, I don't got time for this. (laughs) I'm balling with the big boys now in Nashville. You can't be calling my phone all the time. You're cut off." (laughs) Told her that she's limited to I think it's like two nights a week that she can Facetime him. That's hilarious because he said, you know, he loves his mama, and but said 
she can call him and next thing he knows it's a two-hour conversation so you know i i can understand he's got to stay focused and roger saffold actually talked about the rookies in her interview talking about how i guess impressed he is with them because he said that these guys come in focused they're not afraid to ask questions to get better apparently they're keeping the fridge stocked up for all the veteran players he you know you don't see them just wanting to talk sit around talk about going and grabbing a snack here this or that or going and grabbing a drink he said no they're out here working they're they're doing what they what they can they want to help make this team better and get better themselves and going back to elijah molden today we were talking about the one-on-one drills not favoring the defensive backs but and again can't think of who he was going up against but the defense he had on one guy in this one-on-one drill oh man he had him locked up uh met him like line of scrimmage jammed him up kept jamming him up messed up his break tried to undercut the route ball ended up being incomplete so you know he was putting in the work and the coaches were letting him know hey that's what we like to see keeping guys locked up there um even in the one-on-one especially coming in as a rookie that's uh impressive and and again it wasn't against anyone like aj or julio anyone like that but i mean because he's gonna get crushed if he if he goes one-on-one against either one of those guys to be able to do especially josh reynolds the number one receiver uh, (laughs) on the team to be able to do that is i mean it just it impresses coaches yeah for sure um one thing that i want to bring up is that i i want to say it was before training camp started that Vrabel threw these guys out there um but he threw out four guys as off-season award winners um, so, I mean, I, I'm assuming he does this every year cause he did it last year. Um, but I want to say it was only three people last year though. Uh, anyways, so Anthony Ferkser, mm-hmm. Westbrook, a King, uh, Laurel Murchison, which is pretty interesting to see on there. And then my absolute favorite on the whole entire list, even though Anthony Ferkser is definitely my guy with the tight ends. I mean, he's, he's your guy. I mean, I mean, you, you y'all talk often. Yeah. How come you know he's, the guy I'm on the show then? He is my – he's one of my favorites on the offensive side of the ball besides Josh Reynolds. Um, Tier Tart, and he was especially um, going into detail and saying some nice things about Tier Tart. Um, okay, so it was a post-practice press conference. It was. It was so yesterday. I was, I, was, I was wrong on that. But anyways, um, I was just Tart, let you have I, your believe, I believe, was, was one of the guys that he was mentioning – that uh, came and approached him about uh, either him or some other – I think it was him and some other coaches about like an off-season plan um, and all kinds of other stuff. So he's definitely putting in the work. And, I mean, he's a guy last year that I thought made some really great plays even as an undrafted free agent. Right. And like you said, Vrabel talked about him a lot. And he did come to Vrabel and I think some other coaches because they talked about – you know, where he came from, it wasn't like some of these other guys coming out of bigger schools or better programs that kind of have some of this knowledge. So he come to them because he wants to improve, wants to get better, wants to be where he can help the team. I think he even talked about how he, you know, talked to Daquan Jones a lot and 
wanting to improve and get better because really that's going to be the role that he feels is Daquan Jones is no longer there. So we need, you know, that bigger guy to step in and be like the nose tackle. So, and Brable did praise all of these guys talking about the work that they have put in this off season, how much they're there wanting to get better, just driving to get better. And I mean, you love to see it. And he even, one of the guys that he mentioned uh, before training camp really kicked off with everyone being there was Christian Fulton. And he's talked about how I believe he's come in, you know, a little bit bigger muscle-wise. He's gotten stronger. And, you know, it's good to see him back healthy. Now, Fulton was also one of the guys that was one of the defensive backs that was getting cooked <laughs> in the one-on-one. I mean, I'm pretty sure Josh Reynolds made and him Like look, I said, though, made I him mean, look it's very Josh silly. Reynolds, honestly, one of the best in the league at what he does. So there's not, you can't really put a whole lot of blame on Christian Fulton there for that because although on the depth chart, Josh Reynolds is a number three wide receiver, really – you can't look at him that way because now I've, I've seriously, I'm not, I'm I, now I'm joking a little bit when I say these things, but Josh Reynolds is going to shock a lot of people this year. I believe so too. And I do want to say this, not to take anything away from any of these receivers that we've been talking about, like guys that are outside of the top three, don't want to take anything away from them because they are doing what they can to make this team and are going to be willing to, whether it's playing special teams mainly or being a guy that just comes in every so often. We've seen some things before, you know, Corey Davis in camp a couple years ago. You know, they talked about him going up above everyone else in the end zone, grabbing a touchdown catch, but then get to the season and it's like, the the hell, this ain't the same guy y'all were talking about in I, training camp. I remember the guys on – the midday 180, I want to say, um, I vividly remember the conversation after training camp that day whenever they talked about that exact play and how Corey Davis in the end zone with several defensive backs around him, Marcus Mariota, funny just f- funny <laughs> to say that name, um, but Marcus Mariota throws the ball. Um, it's a – it's. It was a high pass. A, a high pass. I mean, and the the way that they explained it, extremely high pass. Like one of those that you're you let your guard down. Like, oh, okay, that one's that like one's just, going over just the trying to throw it out of the that back one's of the going over the goalpost. And then, court, there's an arm that just like magically, like some music starts playing and lights <laughs> shine down on the field. An arm reaches up out of, I mean, just like. Literally, yeah, yeah, a sea of defenders reaches up, grabs the ball, and brings it down, and it's Corey Davis. Right, and again, I'm not wanting to take anything away from these guys, but I do want to say, you know, don't get expectations too high to the fact to where we overhype these guys. I mean, there's one guy that I'm going to overhype, and that's Josh Reynolds, (laughs) just because – I want to. But I do like the talent that a lot of these guys towards the bottom of that receiver room are bringing in. Even, you know, 
Mason Kenzie. He's a guy that his speed, I think, is sometimes overlooked. But he had some routes today where he looked really good in that one-on-one. And I wish, obviously wish that the training camp was open to where us as fans could go watch and see this stuff and actually see more of like the seven-on-seven drills just so we could get a better feel for what's going on. And, you know, it really hurts seeing all these other teams running their training camps and you see the fans there, you know, cheering these players on, you know, yelling and interacting with them. And it's like, man, (laughs) we can't do that. Um, So anyways, uh, also with the off-season award winners, I just wanted to also mention Anthony Ferkser because I think that this upcoming season he is going to have – his numbers might not be anything crazy, but I think he's going to have some extremely important plays there at tight end. And, I mean, I'm just excited. Um, mainly out of the four that Vrabel mentioned, I'm excited most about Ferkser and Tart. Tart uh, is a guy that really gets me excited on the defensive side just because I really liked him last season, just the things that he was able to come in and do. I mean, it was, um, it was just like – some of the plays that he made, you're like, man, like he's doing that as an undrafted free agent. Right. If he gets another off season, which it seems like he's on the right track so far, if he gets an off season under his belt of some really good work and he goes through, you know, some, some good plans from the coaches, like he's come to him and asked for, he could really be that guy that you end up looking back on and saying they absolutely made an amazing pickup there. Right, I agree. And you you mentioned him, Ferkser. Even though we just kind of mentioned something a few minutes ago about Corey Davis skying up and getting one, I seen something where I believe it was today in the seven-on-seven drill. Apparently he skied up and caught a pass in the end zone for a touchdown. So, you know, something that... Very Corey I, Davis-esque. <laughs> you said that, not me. Don't hold that against me. Um, but you know, I just, I thought it was funny because we kind of talk about how, you know, he's a sure hands guy. He's going to catch the ball if you put it near him, but we don't, a knock on him as a speed. And I wouldn't really have thought about his jumping, but I mean, I guess he skied up. (laughs) Um, to me, training camp is like just a really great time to see what you're going to get from the depth players on the team. Obviously, you know, the superstars, they're there and mm-hmm. they're putting in work, especially with this team. I mean, that is one thing about the Titans that I really like. Um, Jim White noted in his day two notes that Derrick Henry was was out there running in the sand pit, you know, dripping sweat today. And if you were outside today, you know how hot it, it was. It was hot And I would today. not have wanted to be Derrick Henry in that situation. Yeah, but they are also – I remember them talking about this in the interviews today after the practice. And, you know, they're trying to make sure that they, you know, don't necessarily overdo it with Henry. Like, yeah, where yeah he's they, not, they are limiting him. A he's not bit. out there doing necessarily all the on field drills, but getting him over there in the sand pit to run, cut in it, everything else. But even the, the on field drills that he's been doing, good grief. The man is... Yeah, it, I mean... And he did also talk about... They asked him about his off-season 
workouts, everything else. And, you know, he joked around with them saying that, you know, people are always asking him for, you know, what he does for workouts. He said, you know, that's why I post them. That way you can see. He said, now there's some stuff that I don't post because, you know, my trainer, he can do all these things and I see him do something. I want to try it and I fail at it. He's like, I'm not putting that blooper on there. (laughs) And they asked him if there was anything that his trainers asked him to do that he's like, no. And Henry made a comment about, yeah, he wanted me to get up on his shoulders and do a backflip. He was like, or do a flip. And he's like, you know, I'm not doing karate or trying to be in the next Avengers movie or anything like that. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Um, One thing that I was going to mention also um, with some of these guys that haven't necessarily gotten a chance to have NFL experience yet. And I believe that I'm right on that with both of these guys. Uh, Yeah, I am actually. Um, It's not anybody on the offense or defense, uh, but somebody that you yesterday might have thrown, or maybe the day before, might have thrown a little bit of shade at, and I just wanted to call a little bit of attention to it. Um, The kickers. So... (laughs) When I mean, everybody knows that you are the, I mean, I would say one of the biggest Titans fans out there. I would say, I would, I would throw that title on you, especially when it comes to fantasy football, you will go out of your way (laughs) to pick a Tennessee Titans player on your team. Doesn't matter if there's a better player on the board, you'll go out of your way to make sure it is Tennessee Titans almost all the way down where it makes sense, even sometimes where it does not make sense. When asked about the kickers, I believe that you proceeded to say basically along the lines of these guys are trash and I do not want them in my lineup. (laughs) That may have been very much of a misquote there. I said that neither of these guys have ever kicked in a – NFL game, like a regular season game, so I would not put my faith in them to have them on my fantasy team. And today, both of the kickers struggled a little bit. They were 60% today, both kickers, out of five Are kicks. Are you sure? Yes. McCann, it says he went five for five. No, not today. He did not. Was that not day two? Today, he missed one from... You're right. You're right. I believe he missed one from 40 and 49. No, wait. Both kickers today went 60%, went three of five. I don't know. This is showing on day one that McCann was five for five. And then this is also, oh, wait, this is, that. that's, see, I had two day one tabs pulled up. That's on see, me. See, I mean, come on, get that, your shit together Listen, here. that's on me. I'm going to own up to that one. Um, I, I just hope that we can have a season where we don't have to worry that every time the kicker has to come onto the field, something absolutely terrible is going to happen. Again, that's why I made the point about these kickers is I would not trust them in fantasy. Because, but you know, that's how two seasons, the past two seasons, every single time that they come onto the field, every time they came onto the field. It was like something, just in the back of your mind, something terrible 
is about to like this is going to change the whole game right here. Well, if it makes you feel any better, apparently Goskowski is just down the road still. Like lives just down the road. He's so, just waiting to. I mean, if they want to completely botch the whole first game of the season, <laughs> like just waiting to literally turn every fan against him in such a strong, hateful way by just literally not even coming close on any of his kicks and then slowly try to win them back over the rest of the season. I mean, here's the kicker is one of the things that probably needs to be addressed before the season gets here. And you don't I, like my can? Here's what I was going to say. I'm willing to sit back and actually let these guys get maybe one or two preseason games under their belt and see how they do. But if we're constantly getting 60% from them, then no, I don't want them out there. That's great uh, in terms of Titans history, actually, the past couple of seasons. 60%? The the, the past couple of seasons. I'm taking it. The past couple of seasons. Are are we really lowering our standards that much? (laughs) I'm taking it. For kickers? 60%? Give it to me. No, which, granted, today, Vrabel did say, all across the board for the whole team that there were more mistakes made today. Like the practice today didn't look as good as yesterday's. You had Ryan Tannehill who had a couple of botched snaps, one of them with Ben Jones and one of them with, um, I can't think the, of the other guy. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but you had that. There were some poorly thrown passes and you know, which grant there were, he said more of them were towards the front of the practice. But, again, it's one of those things where, hey, if that stuff's going to happen, I would rather it happen during training camp and all of that get out of the way before the season gets here. Right. You know, work off all the rust, all that. But, you know, it, it seemed like it was a rougher day all around for the Titans' practice. It wasn't as good as which yesterday. Is, which is okay. But, yeah, because yesterday it – First day of training camp, I've seen someone kind of make this analogy. Can't remember who it was, but they were like, it's kind of like when you go back to school. First day, you're all excited. Everything's good. Then second day, it's like... You're sleeping in class. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to go back. Um, I mean, for me, that's really the main things that I wanted to get on here and talk about. I I don't necessarily... Julio Jones with the Waffle House uh, cleats. I don't always open. Don't have anything to say about them. Just wanted to mention them, put them out there. I liked it. Yeah, I liked (laughs) it too. Um, One thing I want to touch on. So we have Bud Dupree, who is on the PUP list. Right, forgot about that. He got put on that before training camp started. And then now he has also been put on the COVID reserve list. Apparently there's a couple of guys on there. Uh, I think, if I remember saying correctly, that maybe one or two guys actually have it. The others are just close contact. Don't know which one he might be. I'm going to guess he's probably just close contact. But he is starting training camp on the PUP list, so physically unable, unable to perform because of his knee. Caleb Farley is on the non-football injury list, along with... Um, I'm blanking because this was a couple days ago that I seen this. But there was, I 
think it may have been uh, Ty Sambralo, possibly. Could be wrong on that. Uh, in the comments, let me know if I was wrong about that and who it was. But, you know, we had these guys that haven't made it back from, like, their injury yet, or they're, they may be getting closer to be getting out there on the field. But you have Taylor Lewan back to practice, not wearing a knee brace, no bands, anything like that. I just absolutely, so, just in in very Taylor Lewan fashion, and just absolutely raw dogging it with the knee out there on the field. <laughs> but apparently, he's been looking good. He's, you know, coming out of his, he's in his stance good. He's making some cuts for like blocking everything. Yeah, he's looking good out there. Yesterday. A.J. Brown didn't have any braces or bands on his knees where he had off-season surgery to repair a couple things. But today, he did have a band on one of them. Again, don't think it's anything to worry about. Early in training camp, these guys, if they weren't you know, fully healthy and cleared, they would not be out there right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think even with the guys on the injury lists, PUP list, whatever, um, I don't necessarily think that there's anything to worry about uh, there with any of those. Um, to me, anyways. I'm not necessarily worried about any of it yet. Not yet. You know, if it starts getting closer to season and we see these guys still on there. Basically like, just Bud Dupree and yeah, Caleb Farley. Bud Dupree, if he's still on the PUP list, I'm trying to remember – there's a certain point where if he's not cleared by, then he has to miss the first six weeks of the season. So, obviously, we hope to see him out there a lot sooner than that. But, you know, maybe it's just a thing where he's not completely cleared yet, but in the next week or two he will be. Well, all right. Uh, is there anything else that you've got to mention? I don't think so. Just excited that camp's back and we're finally getting to see some footage of the players back out on the field, see some interviews with them, you know, and just, yeah, just we're one step closer to football being completely back. And I'm excited for it. Next week for the podcast, we'll have a whole week of training camp to look back on. So make sure that you're with us next Friday as well, because I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about and to cover. Um, but, that's been it. I don't think there's anything else. Thanks for listening. This has been Titan's Time, and as always, Titan up.